Welcome to episode 49 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. We've reached another retired number on our episodes, one away from number 50 as well. Um, And Sean, it feels like we're getting close to number 50 on the injured list already. We've got uh, Judge and Stanton, who Brian Cashman said it's probably unrealistic that they're going to be ready for opening day. I'd say that's certainly... um, accurate given their current trajectory we're only what three weeks from opening day or something like that Mm -hmm. and now i think the uh concern becomes more long term than that as judge approaches test number 50 on his shoulder apparently they've done like seven or something like that cashman uh um aaron boone doesn't want think he said like drip 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 in terms of updates on judge and that they were going to wait to say anything until he's done with another test and i don't know about you but seven tests where they still haven't said anything definitely gets you concerned that this could be more than just um oh well he'll be back in april type of thing yeah it it, it can't be good um i don't it, it it's either they're not finding anything and it's just maybe like tendonitis they need to get under control, just like inflammation or it's something terrible and they want to be sure before they announce it that that's what it is. And it's, we're all holding our breath and, and I don't know. Um, the, the more the time goes by, I, the more worried I get. So I don't know about you, but I'm hoping we get some news today. Cause I just, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. I'm definitely not expecting to, but I, Absolutely hope that something happens soon because that is the Yankees' most important player and doesn't seem like the outlook is very good, especially not for the beginning of the season and and possibly moving forward. And you have the issues with Stanton and all the lower body injuries that he's been struggling with since last season. And you think about all those, and him playing left field regularly this year is certainly unrealistic as well and will probably be needed in a DH role if if and when he comes back. And then Judge is also a guy that you're probably going to want to rest and get some DH roles as well, given his health concerns. He's struggled to stay healthy since, since 2017. And then all of a sudden you've got these open spots in the outfield that are going to, ha- that are going to have to be taken up by guys like um, Mike Talkman and Clint Frazier, at least until Aaron Hicks comes back, which you hope will be sometime in, in the June range. It's yeah, it's not not looking good. I think we could say we're probably getting at least the first two to three weeks of the season without Stanton or Judge, probably all of April, I would think, just given the ramp up time and everything like that. And I mean, this is an opportunity for Andrew Hart to prove he can play the outfield. I haven't seen anything that tells me he can't. I don't know about you. I haven't seen anything too crazy. Um, and 
I mean, maybe this is maybe this is a chance for Frazier to establish himself. I'm not sure. Um, he had a bomb the other day, but you know, it's uh, it's a bad situation, and, and but an opportunity at the same time for a couple other players. Yeah, when it comes to Andahar and Frazier, you, know, you hope their bats can be at least competent. They've shown that. Andahar has shown that. Um, but the defense is certainly a concern for both of them. We've seen how incompetent Andahar can be at third base, so you wonder how he's going to translate to the outfield. We've seen how poor Frazier is defensively in the outfield as well, especially the infamous Sunday night game against Boston last year. So you... You hope that there's some improvement there, especially because you know. Maybe we could just switch them. It's just yeah. Hey, it's it's not a bad idea. I mean, if if um if you want to try Andahar and right when there's a lot less room for him to have to run around and and not need as much range because it's so much shallower over there. Not a, not a terrible idea. And and then lost in all of this is that Brett Gardner is going to have to be your regular center fielder for a while and. You know, he's, uh, he showed last year he could do it. I know, but it's just he's another year older. He's entering his age thirty-seven season, and I, I, he didn't he didn't have those second half struggles last year that he's had a number of times in his career. But you hope you hope he's able to hold up through all of this, or else then you're diminishing another player that you're going to need production out of because you really don't know what you're going to get from the rest of the outfield. Yeah, it's a tough situation, and uh, I, I mean, I think I think Gardner can handle it, and I think they have enough guys that they can rotate in and out, whether it be the Talkmans of the world, even Tyler Wade. So it's an opportunity for Tyler Wade where they'll be able to get guys uh, the rest that they need. And then, what do you think of Mike Talkman? I've got I've got an article coming out on Pinstripe Valley on Friday about how he kind of showed that. Maybe he wasn't a flash in the pan last year. He, his strikeout rate declined every month from the start of the season till he got hurt in September. His best months of the season per WRC Plus were, was um, July and August, and then it was a small sample size before he got hurt in September, but he was um, still producing at that level again then. His DRS was above average at every outfield position, and he played all three last year. So he's he's versatile. He's going to be hugely important now with Stanton and, and Judge out, at least for the first few weeks of the season. And uh, now you really hope that that wasn't a fluke and hopefully a, a Luke Voigt-type situation where he comes back the next year and is actually just as productive as he was the year before because it's easy to forget since he was hurt and we didn't see him for the last four week four or five weeks of the season including the playoffs but talkman was actually one of the yankees most productive hitters down down the stretch before he got hurt in fenway i think it was yeah i i think that they one they need him to be what he was last year and i think he can be he's got a nice nice lefty swing he seems to put the ball in the air good good eye I mean, you know, he checks all the boxes for a fill-in player. I think too much time he might get exposed, um, but I'm excited to see what he can do. I don't, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not panicking because I think the Yankees have enough in, uh, you know, you have your Glaber Torres, you have Luke Voigt, you have DJ LeMahieu, you have Gary Sanchez. Um, 
you know, whether it's Andujar at DH to start or Frazier, that that's another good bat. And then you have a reliable player in Brett Gardner. So the Yankees have have plenty of players in the lineup that can fill it out. Um, but it's just a matter of how long can the next man up sustain their success. And by the way, it would have been nice to have Cameron Maybin, but I still want Puig. Yeah, let's let's get Puig on a one year deal. I'm I'm still all for that. But um, but yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's this is certainly concerning because two of the Yankees' top power hitters are are out, and we really don't know how long for. And it's the continuation of a trend of of injuries for both of them, which is concerning. But also, I think it was Brendan Cuddy that tweeted that he was um, drawing up the Yankees' potential lineup without Stan and Judge, and the number nine hitter still had 21 home runs, talking about Gio Urshela. So the Yankees have depth. All these players that are going to be filling in showed that they um, could produce last season. Of course, you wonder if, if they can put up those kind of numbers again. God, for a guy like Urshela, that was something he had never done before. Same with Talkman. So same with LeMahieu as well. I mean, maybe in 2016 when he won the batting title, but in terms of in terms of power numbers and overall production, 2019 was was a career year for him. So you hope these guys can at least somewhat replicate what they did last year. But then you also have guys that you that you can argue are maybe going to take a step up. I mean, Glaber Torres is still really young. He can he can continue to get even better, and you can get better numbers from him. So. There's uh there's still, you want Torres to do better? I don't. I, of course I do. <laughs> it just seems a little crazy. Hey, no, it, hey, twenty two years old. Why not? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there, you know, there's there's ways to go. And then I mean, you're banking on Urshela, you know, being similar to what he was last year and all that good stuff. So it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, and we'll see what happens. But um, I don't know. I'm really I just I keep looking to see if they're announcing something on on judge by the way mike talkman is leading off today interesting yeah i like it so yep and playing center field so there's some relief for um for our buddy gardner and uh andrew hart's at first today oh yeah i'm looking at it right now interesting very interesting so I don't know. That's I mean that's that. The rotation is what it is. I mean the good news is it sounds like that Stanton and um, Paxton are progressing well and quickly. So maybe things on that front will be better than expected. But obviously Severino's gone now for the year and and part of next year. And and Judge is just a huge question mark. So with the you know that'd be worst case scenario. Like judge is the most fun player to watch on the team. I understand like Torres is really exciting, but I just, I love watching Aaron judge hit it and, and feel it's like my favorite thing about the Yankees right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you lose, you lose judge and it's not just deflating because of all the production you lose and, and how that could affect the division race because the Rays are inching closer and closer in terms of the uh, projections with each passing Yankee injury. Although, uh, Blake Snell's injury hurts them as well. We'll see what his outlook is, but you know, losing Judge also sucks because of those reasons that you said. It, it would take a lot of enjoyment out of the season. The team is just different when he's when he's not there. They, they're, it's must see TV when he comes to the plate. It certainly would um, 
be incredibly disappointing turning on the games and knowing you're not going to see them for a while. It's kind of what it was like. You know, 2019 helped because, you know, we were in the midst of this next man up craze because guys like Urshela were raking out of nowhere. Um, Sanchez was really raking around the time when, when Judge got hurt last year, but it's still, it's, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, it's, you always feel like you're waiting for something when you're waiting when judge isn't playing and it's that you're waiting for him to come back like you know no offense to stan but when he's out you're just like oh whatever you know like it'll be nice to get him back but like when you're waiting for judge it's it's you're waiting for the team to feel whole again and um i mean hopefully we get some good news on it but i feel like if they had some good news to say they would they would say it and maybe that's what what boom meant by the drip 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 is that maybe like the tests so far have been okay but they're really digging so they don't want to be like oh yeah the first couple tests have been positive and then there'll be like a big negative one and then they'll be like okay by the way this one was not good so yeah that's me being optimistic no i think that's also logical because look at all the problems the yankees ran into last year when they would come out and say that guys like batances and hicks um we're just it was just going to be something minor and they wound up missing almost the entire season and then everyone was like wow like how did you initially think that this was something so minor and with severino too so maybe they're just trying to be a little more thorough and, and careful with with this kind of stuff especially with a guy like judge who they also ran into something similar with in 2018 when he had the broken wrist and they said oh three weeks and then it was like seven yeah yeah that was that wasn't great. No. But I don't know. We'll see. All right. So plenty of struggles with the lineup. Luckily, the Yankees pitching staff is making it look like they're not going to – the offense isn't going to need to score many runs anyway because they've got Cole, Tanaka, and Hap who have all been shoving in spring training. Hap so, is going to win the Cy Young, I think. We all knew the Yankees had the Cy Young winner. We just didn't know it was Hap. Yeah. It was Cole. That's right. Um yeah, another dominant start by Hap yesterday. And um, I don't know, it, it got me thinking because Hap dominated, Tanaka dominated his last outing. And, and look, it's spring training. It's It could be a totally different outcome come March 28th and beyond. But, you know, you've heard a couple pitchers around the league already say that they feel like the ball feels more like it's back to normal in terms of seam height and it feels a little softer. And uh, you wonder, like, what who what pitchers will benefit the most from a return to the normal ball and, and honestly for me guys like Hap and Tanaka are some of the first that come to mind because you know Tanaka really struggled with his splitter especially early in the season last year and then Jay Hap got knocked around like crazy and Hap has been a guy that has always you know relied on his spin rate with his fastball and it was the lowest of his career last year so you, know, you wonder if maybe the new ball is helping these guys out or not the new ball the return of the old ball yeah that's uh that's obviously a, a possibility and i'm again i just i wish we knew what the hell the, the ball was every year so we didn't have to play this guessing game and you know yeah. maybe it'll help hap but it'll hurt Gio Urshela. um you know who knows but I mean, also, you know, the thing about it is Hap was a really good pitcher in 2018. I mean, he came here and was dominant. And then he was a really good pitcher for a month last season, for two months, let's say. Um, so he has a track record of, of being good recently. So we, we can't just dismiss that. 
And I mean, they're going to need him. And this is a great opportunity for, for Hap to re-endear himself to, to the Yankee fans because I think a lot of them turned on him last year. I saw think people like comparing Hap to Sonny Gray, which just to me is ridiculous. But um, I, I, I think this is a great opportunity for Hap, and I think he's definitely going to seize it. I think he came in motivated and, uh, and is ready to go. Speaking of pitching, by the way, I don't mean to go off on, on a tangent, as I always do, but did you see the episode of The Shift with Sonny Gray on it? Yeah, I was talking actually, about how I was far actually behind just about the Yankees to bring that were. Up. Yeah. Hey, go ahead. I was just about to bring that up since you said Sonny Gray. You know, people give Sonny Gray a lot of hate for his time with the Yankees, and CeCe Sabathia said that all the um, all the advanced data that Sonny Gray has with the Reds right now that the Yankees seem to have now are things that he – sought out with the Yankees and CC said that the Yankees just didn't have that stuff at the time. And, um, and maybe that was a reason why Sonny Gray struggled. I mean, he goes to Cincinnati and he's immediately like Cy Young caliber. He had an amazing season last year. So that I thought that was interesting. And, you know, I've, I've never really been someone that hated on Sonny Gray. Like sometimes things just don't, <clears throat> sometimes yeah, I know you have, but Sometimes things just don't work out. I mean, yeah, I was pissed at him at your bachelor party when we went to the game, and it was over by the first inning because he had because he pitched so poorly. But again, like sometimes guys just come to New York and it doesn't work out. And now, based on CC's comments, like maybe there was a more explainable reason for that other than just oh, some guys just can't handle pitching in a market like this. So I thought that was interesting, and and also Sonny Gray is one of like. R2C2's best guest. That's the second time he's been on, I believe. And like he's always, he's always open and entertaining. And I don't know. He was a guy that like you really wish worked out because he seems like, uh, seems like, um, what's the word? Seems like he's a fun, fun guy that everyone liked. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I got nothing good to say about Sonny Gray. <laughs> Ruined my bachelor party. Yeah. And he smiled after the Orioles beat him up. All right, well, Chapman, maybe, smiled. Maybe, Chapman maybe, smiled too. Yeah, well, Chap because Chapman knew uh, – <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to this stuff. But Chap, Chapman knew that they had his signs, even though he hung a slider and, you know. But, uh, I mean, oh, it's been so funny what the Astros have been dealing with. Did you see, like, a guy yelled curveball at Springer or, so, or somebody – when he was up and then he just took a fastball right down the middle for strike three. <laughs> he was like, it's a curveball. And it was strike three fastball right down the middle. And then, um, then we had Anthony Rizzo mic'd up and, uh, said someone bang, bang, bang yeah. a trash can for me. Yeah. And then there was something about the Red Sox too, that somebody was talking about. That was, that was pretty funny. These, these mic'd up players, by the way, have been it's, awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, please do it in the regular season. Rizzo and Bryant were great. And then I watched um, some of the Mets yesterday, and you had like J.D. Davis and Dominic. Dominic Smith is hilarious, by the way. He's so funny. And they were giving J.D. Davis crap because he was on the um, the Astros in, in 2017. Okay. That was that was funny. Um, yeah, no. Oh, man. So if, if we – if you can have so like they've been doing two to three players, so like what players would you want mic'd up on the Yankees in terms of get, getting what you think would be the most entertaining product? Oh, Tommy Canley, yeah. Luke Voigt, Brett Gardner. Canley would definitely be number one, I think. Well, I feel like Voigt would be really funny too. Yeah, and Gardner would just be so because Gardner has said some like wild stuff that's just like gets you so pumped up. Mm-hmm. I. 
like when um, I think it was after they won the wild card game, he said he doesn't wear goggles because um, the pain reminds him of what the champagne represents or so, just something so crazy. <laughs> that it's like, wow, you're, you're a little too crazy, but I, I love it. I just think judge is a little too, you know, he'll have those like uh, those moments where he's like, you know, you better not run on me or whatever. But, you know, he, he's he's a calm, yeah. cool headed person. Uh, if we could go back in time, obviously, the number one guy would have been CeCe. Yeah, absolutely. But what about you? Who are your top three? I know Canley's got to be in there because he's so wild. Well, yeah, Canley's number one. Gardner would have been my my next one. I don't know who my third would have been. I'm sitting here trying to think about who it, who it would be. Um, Not LeMahieu. No, oh, he's probably Brennan. last. <laughs> that was so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Brennan. <laughs> um. Yeah, no. I thought the best the best tweet I saw after LeMahieu tied the ALCS, you know, when the Yankees were down in the last inning, was that he he rounded the bases like he had just hit a home run in the third spring training game in Lakeland. Yeah. I thought that was perfect. Yeah, that also just one of the reasons why I would not want him mic'd up if if we can only pick from three because he would. <laughs> I don't think he would provide too much color. Um, man, who would my who would my third be? Hmm. I don't know. I'm blanking. I mean, you could go Clint Frazier. He probably says some wild stuff. Yeah, he was he, he was one of the names that popped in my mind. I guess I would go with Frazier. I um I um heard that Britain's really funny. Yeah, well he was he was mic'd up. Yeah, earlier. Yeah, I think he 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 made a joke about um about the Astros as well. I think a couple days ago. Yeah, but yeah, no, the Astros have been uh have been certainly taking a taking a lot of a lot of hits lately, and and rightfully so. For sure, they are. I I, I don't know, like. I really wish they were coming to Yankee Stadium earlier in the year because by September, it's, I mean, we have to be tired of it by then. I'm tired of it already, except like, except you're, when you're, it comes to like players joking about it when they're mic'd up. Like that part's funny. Gotcha. But now I'm just re- well. <laughs> I was sick of it. I was like, all right, let's just talk. Like, let's just get ready for like the new season and talk about baseball. And now all that is there is to talk about our injuries again. And now I'm now I'm kind of sick of that too. So it's like, all right, I guess I'll talk about. Astro sign stealing stuff because it's less less um, depressing in terms of in terms of the other things we could be talking about with the Yankees. Oh, I, I I was going to bring this up. What do you think is um taking so long with the Red Sox investigation? Because that seems like something that should have been revealed at, at least at least a little while ago. It's been going on for a long time. Um. I, apparently they found something is what I think Heyman tweeted. So maybe they're doing some more investigations. I this, this, see like this one. I hope like, I know you're sick of it. You're very mature and I'm not, I hope, I hope the Red Sox just get absolutely obliterated. And it's something that we can make fun of them for forever. Unfortunately, we can't bang a trash can because that's not they, what they were doing, but I hope it's something ridiculous. Um, and, uh, and it's something that will keep, keep the rivalry going since they decided to try to not be good anymore. Uh, and imagine if they had Mookie Betts, we'd be like, oh man, Red Sox could probably pass us. 
So, um, yeah. Red Sox just signed Colin McHugh. So now they could pass us. Mm, Yankees should have taken a flyer on him. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so. All right. Um, what's left to talk about? What else is going on in, in Yankee universe? Yankee universe. We had the mic'd up players. We had uh, Judge. I mean, all I'm worried about is Aaron Judge, and I'm counting down the days to opening day. I just want to see some regular baseball, so I don't know. I don't have to watch these spring. You know, when I watch spring training, I'm just like, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Yeah, when I'm watching yeah. games, I'm just, you know, I'm rooting for the team to win and, and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I think still haven't really checked in on how everybody's doing. It's only March 5th. But I think by, like, next week, you'll start, like, looking and see how guys guys look and everything like that. I know the spring training numbers don't mean much, but um, – but, yeah, I like to look at them. I remember one year, Matt, so we hit, like, eight homers in spring training, and I took him in the third year, third round in my fantasy draft, and then he, like, broke his arm or something. That was the year that he broke his wrist diving yeah, for a ball. after he had started, like, every game um, mm-hmm. after since coming to the Yankees. So he pulled a Greg Bird, you could say. Mashed, well, a, mashed a bunch of homers and then it was a non-factor. Obviously, he's been a non-factor in spring training so far. I keep checking on my buddy, and he's not doing much. Hey, maybe, maybe he's taking the opposite approach and he's going to put up an MVP caliber season. We'll see. I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see. 27 years old. Poor Greg Bird. Yeah, talk about dealing with injuries. Which, oh, oh, two, that, yeah, two days ago he won one for two with a walk, so there's some progress. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was, I think he was like over eight the last time I looked. Jeez. Um, speaking of injuries, did you re- did you see um, the Yankees' prospects rankings on Fangraphs? Um, Eric Longenhagen wrote it. And have not. A big part of the story was how the Yankees have dealt with injury, with like big injuries throughout the system, all the way from you know the lower minors to to AAA, which is which is true. I mean, think of all the injuries that. Yankees minor leaguers and obviously now MLB players the last two years have suffered and it it certainly makes you wonder is this just like the most unfortunate of um random injuries and some of them have been you know unavoidable like or maybe not unavoidable I, you wish Clayber Torres didn't slide head first in a home in a in a triple a game which caused him to need um Tommy John a few years ago but there are also some where it's just there have been a lot of uh, – it hasn't Anthony Volpe already suffered an injury? So, Has he? So there's, um, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of injuries. What, I mean, what's, what do you think's behind all that? I don't know. Can we call it bad luck? How many happen before you say maybe it's not bad luck? Well, I mean, they just changed the whole system, so – yeah. You know, seems that, to be seems to be having immediate positive effects. Yeah, I mean, are they just going to fire everybody again and then then go with a whole new new crew? I, I don't know. I mean, it seems and it, it seems like a lot of this stuff has been pre existing with Paxton's injury. I mean, I'm assuming Judge didn't hurt his shoulder just taking BP. He's he's had shoulder problems, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I can't say how much of it is that, but I mean, I trust Brian Cashman to. 
to um, be on the cutting edge of most things. I, I was a little alarmed by the Sonny Gray interview where he said how far behind the Yankees were with the pitching stuff. So I'm hoping that the Yankees have woken up to that and wake up to their taking care of themselves as, as well. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think they have um, caught up with the pitching stuff. I think Matt Blake's going to make a big a big difference, and I think his hiring reflects that they are um, that they're caught up now with uh, with teams like the Astros. And I definitely think having Garrett Cole in the rotation will help with that as well. So that that I feel good about the injury stuff, not so much. Yeah, um, we're gonna see. As the season goes on, how, you know, and now that we get past like sort of the residual stuff as the season goes on, I think that's when we're going to have a better idea of the impact of the new training staff, right? Like who's able to stay on the field without, you know, having all these strains and core injuries. And I'm just reading a headline from The Athletic right now. Apparently, Luke Voigt tore everything when he had his abdominal surgery. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that kind of understands why he hit 228 with four homers after he, you know, tried to play through it. So, yeah, I I'm, I'm excited for Luke Voigt uh, season three. I'm, I'm very excited. Season two have off to a good start, bad ending, but um, I'm very excited for for Mr. Luke. Season two got off to a great start. People forget he was somewhere like a 145 OPS plus before he before he got hurt. He was literally producing near the levels he was down the stretch of 2018 which is ridiculous but he was so he was just as good so i am also very excited for uh for the next installment of of luke voigt which another guy they're definitely going to need um offensively because of everyone that's already gone down well yeah and and he carried them at the beginning of last year so he might have to do it again i mean you put him and torres together and uh little gary sanchez mixed in and bing bang boom, and Sanchez has been stealing the low strike with his new new squat. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I got. Boone said he wants the battery of um, of Cole and Sanchez to be an elite machine. All right, like made of, <laughs> made of iron, like Drago. Yeah, we'll see. I got a feeling Gary Sanchez's groin is as flexible as iron, given how many times he pulls <laughs> yeah, That's true. Um, but, you know, hopefully he's he's staying loose and, and doing well. We'll see. All right. Well, I think that's all. I think that's all we've got in terms of what's going on around the Yankees right now. Just more injuries, more more scares, and yeah. uh, more J-Hab dominance. Yeah, I won a contest from Yankees Magazine to get two free tickets. Oh, nice. I won like, that one last year. Yeah, but like they were like just two free tickets to a game. So I was like, all right. And then when they, they asked me for my address, I asked them where the tickets would be. And they're like, oh, you know, it'd be decent seats, but not legends or anything. I was like, okay, great. So I, I get the thing and I go online. And it's like all random days in April and May that all stink, except for like one Friday night game against the Reds. And they're all in the grandstand, so I, I don't. I'm, I'm a little disappointed in, in Yankees magazine. See, I got lucky last year because one of those random days was David Wells bobblehead day. Nice. Yeah, the only promotion day is tote bag day, which I don't care. I have like so many of those Yankee drawstring backpacks that I bring into the stadium. Oh, that's something we can talk about. The Yankees bobblehead lineup this year is stacked, and I want to try to get to as many of those as I can. I'm- 
There's a- yeah, unfortunately, I have a 20-game plan, and I don't think any of my games fall on the bobbleheads. I have to go back and check, but one might. Sorry that's, to cut it in a No, that's fine. That's that's rough. I mean, I'm sure you would want to try to get to Pettit Bobblehead Day. That's your that's your boy, aside from Tino. There's a, there, So we got Pettit Bobblehead Day. I believe there's Mattingly. I think those are the two former Yankees. There's a Mandalorian Glaber Torres. Um, I believe that one I want. Yeah, yeah. I believe there's Judge. What were the other ones? I don't know, but that's that's already a pretty good uh, pretty good lineup right there. Yeah, Donnie Baseball, Pettit, awesome, cool. All right, cool. All right, uh, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to this this week? Oh, probably just resting and recovering. I mean, we we did Disney last weekend and did the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which was absolutely incredible, and uh, highly recommend it to anybody that likes Star Wars and. Um, it was great, but I am tired, man, because we woke up at early to get to each park, like right when it opened. And you have to go early to, to Galaxy's Edge to do the Rise of the Resistance ride because you have to get like a boarding pass and they sell out within two minutes of the park opening. It's like trying to get World Series tickets. Jeez. And um, and yeah, and then we had to wake up early for the flight. So I'm kind of tired and running on fumes. So I'm just looking forward to resting and playing a little NHL 20 because I'm in the Eastern Conference Finals. Came back from down 2-0, and now I'm up 3-2. Dramatic series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, looking forward to just relaxing and playing that. All right, yeah, best best of luck in that series. Thanks, a lot of pressure. I, I was actually, I was down 2-0, and I was losing I was losing 5-4 with 17 seconds left in game three, and I, I tied it, and then I won it shorthanded in overtime, actually. So I was, I was jumping up and down. Wow. Yeah, that's a game they'll replay on NHL Network. For sure, for sure. Actually, the the better game was Game Five. I was losing four nothing, and I scored three goals in three minutes with Alec Martinez on the same shift. So, um, you know, I had traded for him. It hurt because of what he did to the Rangers in 20, 2014, But you know, it happens. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm I mean, you can't beat that. No, no. I guess I'm looking forward to uh, playing more ping pong. I got a ping pong table for Christmas. <laughs> I got a ping pong table for Christmas, and it has been getting used a lot. And um, looking forward to playing some some more of that. Nice, that's good. And looking forward to watching Jay Hap's next outing. Yeah, that's good. Oh, also, I've been you know teaching one class, and I'm on spring break this week. This week coming up, so I'll be happy to not get up at six o'clock in the morning for two days this week. Nice. Yeah, that's got to be good. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, Thanks to everybody for listening. Let's uh, let's hope everyone stays healthy this week, and let's hope um, test number eight or whatever it is on Judge's shoulder and pec brings good news. We will be back to talk about the results of those tests next week, if they're even <laughs> revealed by then. But, um, yeah, until then, prayers that everyone stays healthy, and we'll uh, talk to everybody next week. See you later, everybody. I feel like he's like Iron Man, like all the different tests to get the suit operational. But, yeah, that's it. Sorry to totally ruin the momentum of the end of the show. See you later, everybody. Go Yankees.